This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. Bada bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun, take the cannoli. <laughs> Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. This is Live at Five, Live yeah, at Five, Live, live at Five. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dip, 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 dip. It's a Wednesday show. Uh, nobody in the studio, though. At the bottom of the hour, we will speak with uh, Attorney Joe Stanley, hopefully. Got a question for him about uh, school buses and what to do at an intersection where there's a red light in a school bus. You know, while the war, the war, the world, rather, is at war. Glenn's at, at war with rules of the world, or rules of the world, of the road. Listen to me already. Oh, great, great way to start a Wednesday show. Anyway, school buses. And what to do when you get to an, uh, when you get to an intersection where it's a re- green light. I had this issue today. I was coming back from uh, Chameau area. Uh, right, what is that? Uh, what's that intersection there in Dexter or near Dexter? We're out 12E. And uh, the school bus you know, let off a kid there. And obviously, that's, that's the, every day we see that coming and going. And I just didn't know what to do. I mean, what do I cross the intersection? Because it was a, it's hard to explain. I don't know how I'm going to explain this to Attorney Joe Stanley at the bottom of the hour. I can't explain it now. But there's awkward moments where you know you can't go past a, go- a school bus when a student's getting on or off. You know that. The big stop sign sticks out. You know, they crank that out, blah, blah, blah. But if you're on the other side and it's green... What do you do? You wait at the intersection till it turns red because it's right there at the cusp. Anyway, I'll do a better job when Joe calls in. Yesterday, we had uh, Dr. Robert Kimball on here with two L's. And the question still arises uh, just today on the Hotline Show whether or not people will get confused with Dr. Kimball for city council or the woman running for county treasurer. I said, can't we get over that? (laughs) I mean, I know there's certain things in life that, you know, aren't as convenient or whatever. It might confuse people, but it's a completely different race. So anyway, that was interesting. And then tomorrow, I just confirmed this. Uh, we will have a, a conversation with Jerry Manor uh, from CECOM Federal Credit Union. That's going to start off tomorrow's show. We, we speak to Jerry oh, once a month, and he gives us helpful hints on how to not to get ripped off. He's like our neighborhood Clark Howard, representing, of course, CECOM. But immediately following after that, we will have in studio, yes, you guessed it, Mr. Jason Trainer. And Jason's going to add at least 25 more points on top of the seven he's already uh, listed in his most recent commercial, which, of course, you will hear during this broadcast. Uh, so uh, that's, uh, and of course, the war continues over there in, uh, in the Middle East. China should be arriving. I'm looking at my wrist with no watch. I uh, should be arriving there eh, probably by Sunday or Monday. 
with one of their destroyers, whichever. Should be an interesting mix of cultures all hanging out there in the eastern part of uh, Mediterranean uh, Sea there. So, nonetheless, uh, that's for next week. Right now, still World War III is waiting in the wings. Um, the, the, the ground attack has been halted. Some people looking for ceasefires. Other people, including uh, members of the Biden administration, are saying Israel is evil. <clears throat> and so that continues. And it's amazing. One thing I can say this when, when, I, when, I, when I'm on Facebook, uh, group, um, you know, uh, groups that really have nothing to do with Watertown, but, you know, have all to do with either entertainment or politics. One thing I, I try to do as a little, you know, innocent citizen of America is, is to illustrate in my own crazy way how much we've learned since COVID came out three, four years ago now, and how we've learned a lot just in the last couple of weeks about anti-Semitism in America at all levels. And I knew it existed, that's for sure. But I couldn't believe, what I can't believe what I continue to hear from our college campuses. And yet, again, you get you got major figures. I don't want to sound like I repeat myself like Mr. Hannity does on a day-in, day-out basis. But we have yet to hear from the same people that wanted to oust uh, former President Donald Trump from office. That, of course, includes Adam Schiff, Jerry Nadler, who I still can't believe is still breathing. Uh, then you got Schultz down there in Florida. And uh, who am I thinking? Oh, of course, our own uh, Chuck Schumer, who apparently has made a trip to Israel, which is fine. Uh, but we haven't heard him, uh, uh, you know, denounce any of his uh, his 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 peers within uh, Congress. And granted, he's he's the leader of the Senate. He is a senator. Uh, but what we're hearing out of out of the uh, the brat pack there, the squad, is off the charts, uh, particularly from Talib. So while again, I keep resorting back to the same story, but it it referencing the same uh, issue between Schultz and uh, RFK Jr. on the Hill about maybe a month or two ago and how she was ridiculing him for making a comparison between Nazi Germany and the recent vaccinations due to COVID, calling that anti-Semitic. It's really easy to throw, you know, a couple of uh, nice insults at a guy that wants to be an independent, uh, you know, uh, candidate for, for president, not to mention he's a Kennedy. It's really easy to do that. He's just a white guy. We don't care about him. But the moment all this came about from the October 7th uh, ambush there in southern Israel, nothing. Mark Zuckerberg? No, you're not going to hear from him. In fact, the president, if I'm not mistaken, of Harvard itself happens to be Jewish. And we're not hearing from, from that individual either. See, there's a balancing act here. They've got to cater to both sides of their political party. And yes, today with the big news, we've, they finally uh, got a, a House speaker, guy I never heard of before, um, you know, he wasn't shot at a, at a, at a softball game, whichever. So I don't know this guy, but I know he's from Louisiana. Hopefully Mr. Gates and his, uh, gang of eight, uh, like this dude. So we don't have to go through this process again, but you know, you've been hearing everyone, including the Yentas on the view saying they can't get along. They can't decide on their own. They don't even like each other. And yet at the same time, uh, the, the democratic party can't decide whether or not genocide's good or in or out when it comes to the state of Israel and the Jewish people. It's incredible. I know that's very harsh terminology, but it is, it, it, it's the truth. It's what's going on right now. I wouldn't want to be uh, uh, living in, in New York right now, particularly of the Hebrew persuasion. I would not. It's a dangerous place. So if there's another alleged report of a bombing at a hospital where scores of people, upwards of 500, or for that matter, five people died at the hands of the Israelis, I wouldn't want to be in a public place in, a, in an urban city 
is, you know, exposed to people that just are waiting for that moment, waiting for the call. That's, that's, we are, we are really at the cusp here, folks. And I said this, I believe, on Monday's show about, hey, look, if, if, if you're depressed about what's going on and you, you, you hear WW3 in the background, and sometimes you hear it more often these days, I'm with you. I think I'll, I know a lot of people are with you. I mean, if you saw the original uh, uh, War of the Worlds, there are no, uh, what do they say, this, um, there are no atheists in, in a foxhole. Everyone realizes when your back's against the wall, you could say this about God and that about God, but if you're in a plane that's about to crash into the Himalayas, you're going to be praying to some God. You just don't want to call yourself an atheist right to the very end until you explode somewhere on a mountainside. So in that movie, the original, which, which was much better than the remake that uh, Spielberg made uh, about 10, 15 years ago. That was awful. But, you know, there were scenes in there where people were, you know, running into churches. Like, Jesus, Father, God, Jesus, help us. You know, we're being taken over here. Now, we're not at that level, and I hope we don't get to that level where war affects us right here in the contiguous United States. But I think now is the time for religion. And I don't care who you pray to. I don't really care. But right now is the time. And, and I'm a hypocrite myself. I'm not a practicing Catholic. I never was. But believe me, I, 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 speak to, I speak to him. And I ask him a lot of times, what's going on here? And, and the, the only thing I can do as, as, a, as a mortal uh, is just to say, is, is there anyone that can lead us out of this? I said this again the other day. We don't have a Ronald Reagan. We don't have an FDR. We don't have an Eisenhower. We don't have an Harry S. Truman. We just don't have it. And yes, of course, I'm a Trump fan, but you know, at this point, he's not running things, and I can't see him winning next year, and I don't even know if we're going to have an election next year with all the craziness. But I do pray that, that someone will step up and get us out of this mess before it gets any worse. 755-1240 is the number. 755-1240 is the number. If you want to chime in right now before Joe calls in, by all means, give me a shout. And, of course, never forget, if you have an issue of your own, a legal issue and or question that you would like for me to ask Joe during today's program, uh, uh, by all means, do it. I thought yesterday's conversation with Dr. Kimball was good. I think we hit all cylinders. Some people texted me throughout. Sometimes I can't get to all of them. Uh, they were asking, ask him about this, ask him about that. It just goes to show how engaged the AM 1240 audience is. We're like hockey fans. And he, let me explain. Well, there's a lot of people out there that claim they know a lot about football, basketball, baseball. The most educated people in sports are hockey fans. And I take it a step further than that. I say I also say the same thing about boxing fans. It, it, and once, you know, so you know what's going on in hockey. I'm not a hockey fan, and I don't profess to be. So whenever I'm in a room with someone who knows even more, uh, an inkling more than I do, I stay away from the conversation. I appreciate them. I use that analogy because... This audience right here on little 1,000 watt AM 1240 WATN radio has, has a really <clears throat> in-depth audience who, of people that are engaged in city politics. They know what's going on. I learn a lot just from this show as an example of what happened on Factory Street last week. Totally confused. I was blindsided about whether or not the sign was there and there was bullyism involved in the association and let's get... Let's get Spaziani, let's get uh, uh, Cliff, let's get those signs out of there for Lisa's sake. People were going back and forth. And I said, my goodness gracious, we just had a water main break, and yet people are talking about the sign in Factory Street. That just shows conviction and passion for what's going on in the city. We see it from Tim 
We see it from uh, the gruff guy. We hear it from the other gruff guy. We, we never gave these guys mon- uh, any type of you know names or nicknames, whichever monikers. But no, you know who I'm talking about. They want answers. And while we try to walk away from the golf issue yesterday uh, and various other things that have been keep, you know, keep popping their head up, people still wanted more. And again, the question came up today of the gang of three. If, of course, Dr. Robert Kimball becomes our council person and Lisa loses, do we still have a gang of three? That question is not going to go away. And that's what AM 1240 Hotline and Live at Five listeners want to know. So what's your opinion? We'd like to know. From Channel 11 to BPIX days from the vice president. Give me a shout. Um, just going over News Junkie Spell with the BigFazzy.com, just covering the local stuff here. Uh, today's uh, interview on Channel 7 was with Ben Schoen. So they're doing the gambit there. I think it, Monday it was TJ Babcock. Yesterday was Kimball. Today is Schoen. I'm assuming tomorrow will be Spaziani. So they're covering the, the basis over there, as you might expect. But they didn't have a debate over there at, at all. That's why another reason why Community Broadcasters covers the bases here. Hi, you're in the air. Hey. What's happening? I thought, it's tough. Uh, I thought Dr. Kimball sounded pretty good. I, yeah. uh, I feel a lot better about him now. Yeah. Oh, do you? What, you were questioning him yeah. before yesterday? Well, yeah, I didn't know if he was, who, you know, what side he was on, but I see now that he's on the side of the, the residents from what he said. Right. You know, he said the right things, and he's concerned, and, and uh, he does show up at the meetings. Right. And uh, I, I did post something on his Facebook page. Hey, you know, I did I, I, I did notice in uh, one of Ben's ads, I think he's running multiple ads, he said Ben has been at more meetings than any other of the candidates in recent years. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing to, uh, to include, no doubt. He's been going to the meetings. Ben's been going to the meetings. You know, I watched the, the production, of the Steve Wheat production. Right. And, and you'll see Ben at the meetings. Of course, Jason Trainer goes to a lot Yeah, of Jason them. goes to a lot of them, too. True. Uh, and so you give him credit for that. I've seen uh, Mr. Babcock at the meetings. And of course, Mr. Kimball, or Dr. Kimball. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, he answered really good. He didn't hem and haw. He gave direct answers. Uh, so, I mean, I, you know, I felt good about him. I felt like I, he doesn't have an agenda, I guess. That's the hmm. way I came off of it. Yeah, yeah. And I told him, I said, you know, I, you know, I don't agree with your party affiliation, but, you know, that aside, I think you'll make a good council person. Yeah, well, oh, there you go. Yeah. So that's so interesting. There you go. So, and I think, I think Tim will feel better. I think uh, Tim, the blind guy, uh, will feel better about it, too. I yeah. think he... I think he uh, appreciates the fact that he answered the questions and so on. Yeah, and Tim's name came up even before he called. Mm-hmm. Dr. Kimball mentioned his name. It's like, wow, Tim is yeah. like his own little uh, celebrity these days. It's it's either Tim, Donnie, uh, you know, scores of other people. Gun Nut over the years right. has had uh, celebrity status. You. So Tim's definitely moving up the ranks uh, with regards to these programs as well. Yeah. Uh, Samantha? About the reservoir, Glenn. I just want to mention yeah. something about the reservoir. Yeah. I mean, I used to live right down the street from there. Back, right. back before they covered it years ago, we used to swim in it. Uh, right. But anyway... Um, yeah, that 400,000 gallons of water, and I've seen it pouring down there, and I and I wondered, I said, well, where's that water coming from? Because hmm. there was a little spot when we were kids we used to play, so I took my grandchildren over and we're showing them that, you know, it would you would get water in the spring yeah. or after a rainstorm, but then after that you wouldn't. And I went there, and it was like a regular, you know, it was like a, par, a branch of Sandy Creek coming down there. Hmm. And this was last year, and I go, what is this? Hmm. 
it's a lot of water coming through here. I go, well, they couldn't open it up that much. Well, anyway, it's it's the reservoir water. What can't they capture it and and you know and, and guide it to another tank or something? Yeah, or well, they gotta they gotta find out. You're telling me I can't believe that the divers couldn't figure that out. But it's it's an easy enough fix, I would think. They, they said they were going to fix it, drain it, and I don't know they could reseal it. Right. Um, it's like a pool. But, uh, hopefully, hopefully they get it fixed. There's a lot of water going out of there. Huh. Not only that, but it's, it can't be good for the you know. Running down the hill like that. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm surprised I'm not flooded. Next thing you know, you're going to have a cellar fall. Yeah. Of chlorine water. Oh, nice. I, you know what? I live right there. I never even paid attention to it. Yeah, that that ditch. You can see the ditch is always full now. It never used to be. Hmm. All right, I'll have to check that out. I'll have to check that. Out. If you walk up Franklin Street, you go up halfway, you get to the pine trees. You take, you go on down. Yeah, yeah, I know where it is. Yeah. But you can see the little creek there. I will. All right, I, I, I'm only gonna. I'm only cutting. I'm not doing the Jeff Graham thing. I, I, I gotta go. I got other callers. So I know Samantha's on the line. I know. What? A, oh my God. This, wow. This, I know. You got, you got twenty bucks. She can borrow so she can go to that thing tonight. Uh, what's the, what's tonight? I don't know. She called. She called and asked for money on the show. Today. Did she? Well, she's still looking for oh, some yeah. type of uh, yeah perk perk check. Whatever. All right, I'll 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 try yeah, to help she, her. She came right out to ask for gas. Well, hey, so, you know, you, you, yeah, you got to ask for the order. Right? You got to ask. Yeah. All right, thanks, man. Uh, that's uh, right. the Duff man. Uh, hi, you're in the air. What time? 5.23. Uh, uh, Dallas, you're on the air. Yeah, Glenn, I got a question maybe uh, Joe Stanley could answer. Yeah. He probably can't. But, uh, why are there so many uh, unsolved murders in Watertown? Uh, you've asked this before, Louie, and rattle off the, the. I know, I know, and I'll be saying it until they convict somebody, <laughs> one or two of them. Right. Why, why, why is it not even an issue in Watertown? A woman gets murdered in a high rise, right in back of a, a, a big box store. Right. And, and they all, oh, there's no problem. No problem. You ain't got to worry. I, would you want to stay there in that. Uh, uh, Housing area at night that that happened or the next day I wouldn't. Uh, well, you know, you raise a good point. That people already I already forgot. What was that? Two months ago, I think in August, an eighty-something-year-old uh, Christian woman who uh, who volunteers at Trinity Church over many many years, her life was taken yeah. in her own apartment, upscale apartments, by the way. Now this is yeah. what I heard, Louis. This is what I heard, and I know this is not the answer you're looking for, but I, I did hear it was a friend of a relative. I think it was her granddaughter's uh, boyfriend that right. needed cash. Uh, and they, but, but see, what, what is that? Another cover up? I mean, there's twenty. I can name twenty of them if I want to write them. Well, down. no, but this is the most recent. Years. And if I lived in that complex, I'm agreeing with you. If I lived in that complex, I'd want some type of closure to at least know right. that this was yeah. a, a so-called inside. Uh, that's all I heard. I could be. I be. I could be. I've heard it. I've heard it too. I don't yeah. know if it's on one of you guys' shows or what. Right. We we could say anything here. But I think the police treat it like, well, the guy's in custody already, which often happens when someone commits a crime. Well, yeah, a lot of times yeah, they're already in jail. But who is the guy in custody? Why don't let the public know? I don't, it's a good point. Very good point. And, and and like I said, I can tell you, you know all the murders in Watertown. Egan's ain't never been solved, has it? Has anybody yeah, they, they, they know who committed You know, I've had this argument know, with so many people. That's what I'm saying. They know. Yeah. And uh, is there no law in this country no more? No, there's not. Well, that was, by the way, that was 60 years ago. But, uh, you know, the, more or less, the, how about the woman that was killed or at least found dead uh, on the river about two, two uh, winters ago in January? She was a young right. Yeah, right. she was Same a young woman. thing. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. They took her to the hospital. She was pronounced dead. They wouldn't let the mother and father look below the neck or so. Or it's, it's so obvious that they're cover ups or right. whatever. Yeah. Well, the guy in the liquor store, you can go on and on and on and on. Hmm. Uh, 
I don't know about is, that. Is it proper for somebody like me to call the district attorney and ask him why he don't? No, I, in fact, in, in, or why? in or fact, it, I would look out. I wouldn't call any district attorney's office seeking information like that because all of a sudden you would incriminate yourself and they'd put you on a list. Like sometimes people like to be part of their own investigation. Seriously, I'm well, being serious. Everybody's afraid to do anything anyway. You but, know that. No, I, well, it's people true. Say, if you got, if you got any, uh, if you seen anybody last night at that site where the uh, make sure you called the authorities. Right. I wouldn't call the authorities. Right, I don't because you're be a witness and have to go to court. Well, no, then you'd be a suspect. That's like, oh wow, yeah, right. wow, your phone yeah. was there. You didn't call us. How about this? How about this, Louis? How about if yeah. they ping? They could ping your phone if you were around a, a spot where someone was found dead. And, and then uh-huh. they looked around, they pinged uh, all the phones within that area within uh, two hours of where they guesstimated where the murder took place. If you walk near a murder scene, you're a suspect. That means because right. you're, yeah, because yeah. your GPS, yeah. your phone was activated near the site of the murder. And o- you automatically become a suspect by, by that. that. That's scary stuff. It's also good technology to know if in case you, uh, you or a loved one get, oh, we just lost Louis. Sorry, Louis. I don't know why I didn't cut him off. Hi, you're in the air. Hi, Glenn. It's uh, Attorney Joe Stanley. How you doing, uh, Joe? I'm good, Glenn. How are you? Joe, I'm going to try to explain something today, and I've had this issue before. As you know, it all depends on your cycle. If if you go into a residential area in the morning, you're going to get behind or in front of a school bus. And it's the same going to happen towards the end of the day. In the morning's more congested, I've noticed, than the afternoon, but it, it will happen. We have to adhere to the law of the roads. You can't go by a school bus where kids are getting on or off. The, once, that's, once that sign goes back and the bright lights stop blinking, then everyone can proceed. I'm driving up to a big, busy intersection out in the country, and I say that it sounds weird in itself, but a lot of cars go by here. So I'm coming in one direction. I'm about to go over the... I notice the school bus is at the almost at the, at the uh, end of the road before the, the stop, the red light. And, and But now it's green, but there's still enough enough wiggle site for me to go across the intersection and stop before the bus. It, it's, it's one of those, I, I, it's, it's a gray area, Joe. What should I do? Should I stop before the green light turns red? Or should I cross the road and then stop for the, for, for the bus? What, what happens there? Well, I mean, if you can safely cross the road and there's space, permissible space to stop for the bus, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean... It, it's it's weird because then I, I just get the sense that I, I, I don't know if I have enough space. Sometimes I notice the same thing with school, uh, with regular buses. Why they put uh, buses, uh, bus stops, I should say, uh, on a corner, I don't know. Uh, it, sometimes it just screws up your timing. And again, I don't want to run over pedestrians. I don't want to get into an accident with a bus and so forth. But with school buses, it, it becomes, I guess I just become more and more paranoid that I'm doing the wrong thing. So it happened today. And I figured, you know what? This is a perfect opportunity to talk to Attorney Joe Stanley. And at the same time, ask you if you've had issues before of people that have, or for that matter, young kids getting hurt at, at a school stop. I have over the years, yes. Yeah, unfortunately, yes. And what, what, is the, what, what typically is the Is it someone in, in a hurry or someone who didn't know the law? Or what happens, Joe? I think it's a combination of things, you know? It's just... Biggest thing is people are, you know, driving is a full-time job, as we've said a million times, and that includes not thinking about anything else. You know, it's not just the telephone or the radio or whatever it might be. It's you got to pay attention, especially, you know, around kids, like for Halloween or school buses. 
there's a lot going on, and they're not, you know, they're not adults. No, they're not. And, and, and you know, the other thing is, and that was my next question, Halloween, obviously, next Tuesday. Um, do we have daylight savings this weekend, Joe, or is it the following weekend? The following weekend. Oh, good, 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 good. Again, I don't know if it changes over here, but whichever. If, if Halloween were at least maybe two weeks earlier, it would probably make a lot more sense because it's, as, I mean, by the time, six, I mean, right now I'm looking out the window, it's pretty dark, but I know by six o'clock it's going to be exceptionally dark. And that's when the kids come out. And that's a scary time. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's you, uh, just me rather, Joe. But I've noticed just because of the warm weather that we're con- continuing to have here, it's in the 60s right now, uh, a lot of bikes still on the road. And my goodness gracious, I know we got rules for kids to have helmets, uh, but why can't we have re- reflector rules and bright clothing, or for that matter, a reflective helmet for adults, Joe? Well, I mean, that's what you should have. Right. I mean, you know, it's, that's what safety is. But unfortunately, legislating common sense is a difficult thing. People don't like it. Right. It's, it's, it's intrusive uh, or obtrusive, excuse me. And it's also, it's, it's just uncomfortable. Yesterday, this kid wasn't on a bike. I was coming back from this, from this show yesterday. So it's dark out. I'm on Academy Street right here in Watertown. And, and I tell you, Joe, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's selfishness. I don't know if it's ignorance. I don't know if it's just I don't give a crap uh, issue. But so often, not only do I see people in dark clothing walking across an intersection like they got lead in their ass or something, but at the same time, the guy's looking at his phone. I know when I cross the street, I could be in a desert, Joe, and I would look both ways. But I've noticed the young generation, particularly those Gen Zers, whatever they want to call them, uh, those born in the last 20, 25 years, they just don't seem to react to the fact that they can be killed at any time. So if, if I wasn't an astute driver like I am, and I am, I'm the best driver, I'm the most observant, I see things before they happen, but I almost hit this kid last night. And, and again, in a spiteful way, Joe, and please don't tell anyone I did this, I adjusted my speed, and no, I didn't hear, hit him with my side view mirror, but I came pretty darn close, and I laid down on, on the horn just as I went by him, just to scare the crap out of him. It was almost like this kid was a walking cadaver. He still didn't react to it. So do people have a death wish, Joe, or is it just it's their road and, and tough luck on your, on your case? Well, you know, and again, I don't think they're paying attention. And I think one of the things that is people don't talk about is, you know, unlike our generation and the one after us is that a lot of people in this current generation don't drive. So if you don't drive, you don't have the perspective of what goes on from a driver's point of view dealing with pedestrians. Interesting. And, you know, if you don't get it, and you got your earbuds in, and, you know, you're just wonderful. You know, that's a good point in, in that, you know, you don't know the dangers of driving until you are a driver and you recognize all facets of it, including, you know, when to stay on the right side of the road, when to make a turn correctly, and for that matter, when to see uh, when pedestrians are crossing the road. So if you're not a driver, if you're not used to it, you, you just don't have that uh, ability to, to, to guesstimate that. But this insistence on walking slow, Joe, uh, is, is, is that a sign of culture or is that, is that just screw you? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I know. Anyway, I, 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 I need a nice day. 
nice day and he was listening to a podcast. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe listening to this show. Who knows? But I, I had to bring that up because it happened uh, just last night. So let's go through the scenario. Let's just say I hit this kid last night. And uh, I know, I mean, and there's no cameras, no ring camera, no uh, traffic camera. No one captures it. This kid's lying on the on the ground, broken femur. Maybe he's dead, something or other. And, you know, that's a horrible thing for me to continue to have for the rest of my life. Needless to say, I'm not driving away because that exasperates things. That makes things worse. I get out of the car. I call 911 and uh, I try to save this guy's life. But am I held responsible for hitting a pedestrian that, for whichever reason, just decided to walk slowly in dark clothes across a busy intersection? Well, you know, it depends on the circumstances. If you have time and opportunity to see him and stop, then it's partially your fault. I mean, people do stupid stuff all the time. And if we just didn't pay any attention to try to avoid it, then there'd be a lot more mayhem on the roads. Right. but in that case, it's my word against the dead guy. I mean, you know, then I get that's whenever they say, oh, the matter is under investigation. That's obviously when the state or someone gets involved, the insurance companies determine if this guy was, in my case, negligent. That's a tough thing to figure out, Joe. Um, sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. Um, your scenario is going to be tough to figure out because it's, you know, what did you see? When did you see it? How fast were you going? Right. And, you know, although the new cars will tell us how fast you were, if there was a sufficient enough impact to send off the sensors. So right. Right. they can tell us something. Right. Well, I, I do know that your job got a heck of a lot easier because a lot of these cars have uh, built-in uh, dash cams. And they have, you know, like almost like the black box that we find in jet planes when they crash. And they give all the data to how, how fast the car was going. That's probably made a, a, a world of wonders for you, Joe, in your in your business. Well, when it's necessary, yeah, and it's not just how fast. Though. I mean, there's a whole lot of information. It uh, it, it tells you some some car bus systems are more sophisticated than others, but there's a lot of information about how fast you're going, whether you applied the brakes, whether your seat belts went off, whether they were on, right? You know, other information. So if, if, if I'm in the car and I hit someone and, you know, could, it's, it's, again, it, 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 I guess it all depends on the severity of the body, who's not talking now because it's not breathing anymore because he was stupid enough to walk in front of a moving vehicle. And then, and then at that point, they would have to determine uh, from, from, from the, uh, I guess, the impact how fast I was going. Again, these, these are variables that, you know, there are, smart, there are smart people out there that could put all this together, but all of this could have been avoided if people just paid attention, Joe, I don't know if that I don't know if that's possible for this new generation. Well, I think that's true about ninety percent of the accidents. I mean, I'd be out of business if people made driving a full time job and paid attention to what they were doing. Do you think? But I don't. Have yeah. any, I don't have any worries about that. Right, and and, and now you know uh, Tesla and and the other cars are experimenting uh, driverless vehicles. They're literally experimenting as we speak which to me is unbelievable leaps and bounds in terms of technology. Can, can you see a driverless society in the next 10, 20 years, Joe? Uh, I, I could never say no. I'm not sure how good the technology is. Speaking of that, the, the jury was uh, Tesla's autopilot case uh, in California was going to the jury today. Hmm. I didn't read the results yet, but, um, you know, they want to give those uh, – self-driving cars immunity like they gave the internet providers 
Hmm. I don't think that's a very good idea. But uh, so uh, wait a minute. By yeah, me. So in other words, really that, that, that's incredible. So in other words, if a, if, if a driverless vehicle runs over a six-year-old, they, they, it's, it's, there's no fault? They want a, a no-fault clause for, for, for yes. that? Yes. I, I, wait no, no, no legal liability for the manufacturers. Hmm. And why couldn't we just t- say the same thing about drivers? You know, it's like, oh, there's no liability for actually real people. That doesn't seem to add up, Joe. Uh, it doesn't. That, that, that's great. Um, and also, I, there was another case. I don't know if it went to court, but a Tesla uh, ran over a dog. And, you know, that, that's scary in itself because that could be a little toddler. That could be, you know, whatever, a, a, a small child running across. Are these cars, are they, do they recognize everything, including animals, Joe? Well, again, I'm, you know, the technology is it's getting better, but it's, you know, there are a whole lot of variables. And it's hard to duplicate a human being. And perceiving all of these variables, right? There are so many. Right. There's a lot. There's a lot. Well, again, I I, I'll be more careful. I I don't want to take chances when it comes to two things. And you and I have talked about this. Once I'm in front of a motorcycle, I automatically let him get in front of me. I do not want to be in front of a motorcycle. To me, once I see a motorcycle, it's his road. It's not mine. But I'm, I'm, I do it for selfish reasons because I just want to focus on cars and I want to see the motorcycle and I don't want the motorcycle to see me. So it's one of those things. And the other thing, of course, like I said, is, is school buses, uh, as p- particularly in, in tight traffic situations or at intersections. So I wanted to cover that today. But the big news, of course, this Saturday is our second rung uh, this, uh, this season, this year, I should say, Joe. Uh, we're going to be, for the very first time in Sackett's Harbor, for the Rocky Horror Picture Show at the uh, at the uh, ballroom of Sackett's Harbor. I'm actually going to, after the show, I'm driving to Sackett's uh, so I can test the DVD that we're going to be putting into the uh, the player. And uh, a lot of people are talking about this. And we should be right back to the numbers that we were getting when we were at the, uh, the Clayton Opera House four or five years ago, Joe. So uh, we're keeping our fingers crossed. But this is the second rung because... We spoke about Halloween, and this weekend, the 28th, is a big, big day in Sackets. Well, great. Yeah. And I thanks for all the hard work, Glenn. Thanks for everything you do. Well, and Margaret is, is awesome. She's the owner. And uh, once, once we get all this taken care of, I would like uh, if, uh, an opportunity for you to meet her, uh, if, you know, if we can, uh, when we make the pr- check presentation up here, if that's possible, of course, Joe. That'll be great. Awesome. So, Joe, when people need to get in contact with either yourself or any one of your associates here at your Watertown office or at your main office in Syracuse, how can one do that? Sure. StanleyLawOffices.com is our website. My email is joe at StanleyLawOffices.com, and the phone number is 1-800-608-3333. Awesome. Joe, as always, have a great week, and we'll talk to you next Wednesday, sir. Thanks, Glenn. Good Thanks. luck with the show. Yeah, thank you. And thank you very much, Joe. Appreciate it. That's Attorney Joe Stanley here on the Live at Fire Show. i got to get rid of that buzz. And right now we're going to go walk away for a bit for a commercial break, and we'll be back right after this. Hi, I'm Ben Schoen, and I am asking for your vote for a seat on the Watertown City Council. We're in the council on Election Day, November 7th. Paid for by Babcock for City Council. All right, we're back. You know, it's interesting because I could see myself 40 seconds ago. Because I, I, I'm looking at this thing, and and, and the and the feed to the audio, it's 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 funny how it it reacts 40 seconds later. Anyway, that's just my little game I play with myself. All right, let's go over here. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that, but nonetheless, you get the idea. Hi, you're in the air. A little uh, something about the water. Yeah, uh, Glenn, I've been here for a very very long time. Right, and I cannot remember when that 
water uh, uh, place did not leak. It's leaked forever. Hmm. It comes out of it comes out of the park, goes across uh, Thompson Boulevard. They've had a mess there for fifty years, hmm. freezing in the winter time. Everybody knew it leaked. Hmm. Everyone. They tried to fix it over the years, but it didn't take. Hmm. They couldn't fix it. Hmm. I think it's it's uh, used up its life. I think it's time for us to construct another water tower up in the park. Well, wait a minute. Isn't that part? Yeah, go ahead. Isn't that part of the fifty million dollars? Wouldn't that include that, or is that something separate? No, uh, I think that'd be separate. But that's separate. My God. I believe so. All right. I mean, when I hear, whenever nobody's I hear, we got to. Nobody's mentioned it, but to to uh, have two Jamokis try to uh, build up a story like. Um, Somebody wanted the city to run out of water, you know, um, is really crazy. We know where those two guys sit now. Uh, They're the ones that took Lisa's sign down when it was dark. So we know where them two are. They're joined at the hip now. Um, But anyway, on the reservoir, it's always leaked, Glenn, Hmm. forever. Hmm. It just got worse. Hmm. And uh, like I said... Um, I think the life usage of that that piece of equipment is done. Yeah, well, I'm sure. It's, it's I'm sure. To construct another water tower up in the park. Yeah. The town has the town of Watertown's got two or three around, mm-hmm. and all these other towns have constructed uh, water towers right. instead of having the outdoor water, reservoir, yeah. reservoir like right. we have. Right, right. And it's been here forever, and um, mm-hmm. I think it's time to get. Uh, to get rid of it and uh, do something in uh, in the 21st century or 22nd century, get it done. Yeah. Well, hopefully the all Muslims right, will figure it out. All right. Thanks. Thanks. And I say that flippantly, of course, because of you know all this. All of a sudden, we're going to be taken over by this other class of people. Higher in the air. Glenn, excellent conversation today with uh, Joe. Oh, awesome! Thank you. Thank you. And, and all you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah you, you, you guys hit a topic that's been close to to me i've been noticing it for some years now Mm -hmm. and there's just a lack of of situational awareness among the pedestrians and this business of walking at night all in black Uh, today you know it was a beautiful day temperature was in the 70s -hmm. and i see people all in black with the hoodies up on a nice warm summer-like day the hoodies up so they've got uh limited peripheral vision they've got the earbuds in they're crossing a busy street or a busy road uh, while texting or digitizing or right. Uh, right. Let uh, me. scrolling or something on their on their digital device. Right. Uh, with no no appreciation for what's happening around them, I think Joe brought up an excellent point that a lot of a lot of younger people don't, don't drive have licenses now, and they're not driving, and they haven't a clue what it's like to. Well, I'm gonna, you know, you, but you know, you, I mean, come on, you're you're a little bit older than Joe. You're older than I am. We're both from that generation where we gave a, a crap about ourselves. We, I feared authorities. I feared people older than me, like my parents' age and younger. If you were an adult, I feared you because I respected you. 
Today, they don't fear you or I. In fact, they look down at us. And now, because of this latest nonsense that we're seeing in colleges and so forth, the respect level for people older than, and it's always been the case as far as generational stuff. Jim Levin will tell you, oh, yeah, my mom said the Beatles' hair was too long, so it's no different than that, Glenn. Oh, yeah, like Beyonce is, is just as talented as Paul McCartney was. No, it's just, it's a completely different attitude. There's no respect anymore. And yes, you're right. Just like Joe said, these kids don't drive as much anymore. They don't have television sets anymore. Uh, they just don't seem to give a crap, and they don't respect the, uh, uh, the, the, well, you know, the, but, the others. But, but still, Glenn, that doesn't, in my mind, it doesn't answer the question of how they can be so brazen as to cross a busy street without looking. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I, 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 I was taught how to cross a street uh, by my grandma, mm-hmm. and I remember it. I, I remember it very, very well. And she said, "When you cross the street, you keep your head swiveling around like it's on a swivel." Exactly. Because stuff happens, especially near intersections. People come around too mm-hmm. fast, faster than you expect. Right. Uh, emergency vehicle, somebody on a scooter, somebody on a, a bike, bicycle. Somebody yeah. Somebody you don't see the first time, so you keep your head moving from left to right. Totally all agree. the way. I uh, totally. And, and I'm still that way today. Mm-hmm. And and. Um, uh, and the pedestrians being hit, the, the insurance companies will tell you that right. the rate at which pedestrians are being hit is is going up dramatically. Mm-hmm. It's not just here in the States. It's happening in Canada, and it's happening in other parts of the world. The people uh, on foot uh, just are, I, I don't know how they can, how they, I guess they feel that their digital device uh, is going to protect them from being hit by a car. I guess so. I mean, I, I, they look at their digital device, they don't have to look at the traffic. That's true. Anyway, that's that's what uh, I have uh, observed. Today I had to do some miles uh, on uh, for uh, personal uh, personal uh, things, and I, I saw not one but three people next to me uh, uh, texting while underway right. uh, on the highway. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, uh, that might have been me. Driving. No, it's good. Yeah, and, no, it's awful. Uh, and of course, the people in black on a beautiful, beautiful day with mm-hmm. their hoodies up, right? Uh, so they can't see what's around them. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's a different world. Glenn. It is. And, it and, is. Uh, that, yeah. That's keep up the good work. I appreciate there it. At the Center for Broadcasting. Thank you. Excellent. I appreciate it. Yeah, with the EIB network. Thanks. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. What's going on? What's happening? Hey. uh... I love your last caller, but he keeps going on about this stuff. He just don't understand the way these kids are today, hmm. the way society is today. They expect you to slam on your brakes and just stop dead mm-hmm. so you can, so they can just walk across the street and ignore you. No, I, I, it's it's a level of uh, you know, if, if you hit me, then I sue you. And my life is, is, I don't care if I'm in a wheelchair, at least everyone knows that you're the guy that hit me and I got a couple million dollars. I, I, sometimes I have that attitude. Sometimes it feel, I feel like they want you to hit them because their lives are so friggin' miserable that this would actually enhance their lives if they can get some type of compensation. I, I know this is a crazy theory, but I can't come up with but, another one. But, but wait a minute, Glenn. Yeah. I'll, I'll throw a, a scenario at you. Yeah. Uh, I was going to pick my daughter up one time. Mm-hmm. She was living in... Uh, Baldwinsville. Yeah. And I went from uh, Cicero, got off of 81, went over, crossed, I think it's like 30 or 31. Mm-hmm. Get out towards, just outside of Baldwinsville, and there's this object laying in the middle of the road, and mm. everybody's stopping. Yeah. I'm like, oh, somebody lost luggage or something. Right. 
And I go, oh, so I stop, I get out, I walk up, and here's this teenage kid hmm. laying in the middle of the road, bleeding out. Wow, terrible. So I told my well, ex-wife now, yeah. get my medical bag out of the <laughs> back. And they actually airlifted this kid. Yeah. They landed the helicopter right in the middle of the road. It's like, hmm. these kids don't, and he had ears things in at the time. Hmm. Okay, so like he got hit with the earbuds. First yeah. coming out. Yeah, yeah. But he's going across a four-lane highway. Yeah. yeah, he's lucky he's alive. And he's not paying attention. Right. Oh. No, he was bleeding out. Yeah, I'm sure. And, he, yeah. and the guy, the other guy that was there before I got there, right. he's holding his leg, femur in his leg, and he goes, uh, 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 hey. What do I do? I said, keep pressure on that. Yeah. Well, that, listen, I got it. That's an incredible story, by the way. I'm glad you were there. To, did did, did uh, person survive? I have no idea. Uh-huh. When did this he happen? He was alive when we put him on the helicopter, and that was it. Okay. All right. Well, that's a fascinating story. If you could find out if he lived, I know it was some time ago when you were married to that particular woman, but I would love to know the outcome. But right now, I've got to go. i got one last break to do so, but thank you for the phone call. I appreciate it. All right, we got to go. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Councilwoman Sarah Campo Pierce, and I'm running for mayor. Vote for Watertown City Council on Election Day. This ad is paid for by Jason Trainer for Watertown City Council. Uh, welcome back to the show. And we got about two minutes left, so we can squeeze in a phone call, like Jeff Graham would say. So if you want to call in, by all means, 755-1240. All right, so a couple of things. Tomorrow we got Jerry Manor from CECOM calling in right at the, at, uh, the beginning of the show. And then uh, uh, we'll have Jason Trainer to take your phone calls tomorrow. As you can see, he's, he's got a lot of passion of his own, a lot of reasons to be council person. Uh, so that will be tomorrow. But interesting, on, th- on Friday's show, um, I, I got uh, Cheryl Zeldin. And you might know that name, uh, Cheryl. Uh, I asked her, I believe, a couple of days ago on Monday. Um, she is uh, the wife of Tommy John. Uh, we've been trying to promote Tommy John, obviously, to get into the Hall of Fame. We've had a lot of help uh, from Mac McFarlane and others. Tommy's been in this uh, building at least three, maybe four times. He was with me and Jeff. And uh, eventually, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Veterans Committee will get him into the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. That's for sure. But Cheryl has uh, is got a lot of passion of her own about Israel. And I noticed her comments on Facebook. And I, I reached out to her because I have her contact, and she agreed uh, that she would like to uh, talk more about her feelings about Israel and uh, the Gaza Strip. So that's on Friday. We'll talk to Cheryl then. Real quick, last uh, call of the day. <clears throat> hey, I went to a school, uh, you know, at the blind school, and uh, was uh, a student that was there in her 20s, uh, college student. She came out of the gym with earbuds in. And down in the same plaza, the guy who had uh, kidney dialysis treatment got in his car, passed out. Hmm. She never saw him come, and uh, she got ran over, of course. It blew her eyes out of her head. Oh, my God. This is horrible. Okay, let's call me tomorrow, please. Horrible way to end the show. Thank you, Tim. AM 1240 WBA10 Watertown makes us official. Up next, CBS. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Monica Ricks. The House has a new speaker. The Honorable Mike.